Trouble so hard, ooh, Lord, man. Trouble so hard, don't nobody know my trouble for God. Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of The Jones Chronicles, where we discuss news, gossip, some fun facts, and a little history. I hope everyone is having a better week than Ukraine because that is going to be the topic of conversation I think for a while it is one of the major European wars that has occurred in quite some time since World War II it has caused a little bit of hysteria within those who are prone to be however it is depending on how the scales tip a turning point in history what's happening what's going on let's talk about it in our news section the long and short end of why is russia invading ukraine russian president vladimir putin considers ukraine's place to be with russia this stems back from russian history where ukraine was once a part of uh, among other countries a part of the russian empire leading all the way back to the 18th century they've shared history they were a part of the soviet union before its collapse and then all of the countries started making uh, pleads for pleads please for independence and ukraine was one of those that took advantage of the collapse of the soviet union and thus putin at this point in his his presidency and with enough uh political clout to make his move and force the issue is deciding to invade ukraine but it's not just about that it's also about its decision to possibly join nato which was something that had been leading up for quite some time i believe since 2008 don't quote me on that uh <laughs> um i i had to read up a lot and quite frankly i listened because i i'm a visual learner to a lot of different perspectives on why the reasons behind putin's actions but i think when it boils down to he's trying to reassert power in that region to draw more of a de- de- decisive line for russian independence which in his mind of course is going to make sense except ukraine doesn't want it this is a fallout between two nations that were one with russia being the the dominant he's the the prison um prison house bully and he wants his bitch back he's come back to prison he wants his bitch and uh he's made accusations that ukraine is full of nazis which 
Zelensky denies being of Jewish heritage. Ukraine has also established a different type of government. They have different ideas than Russia. They're not the same people, despite their shared history. Russians don't even care to reclaim their lost territory from days of old. I feel as if Putin is in his uh, third term of what did I do with my life? You know, that midlife crisis phase all men go through, except he's a megalomaniac and he's got billions of fucking dollars and a shit ton of nuclear weapons to impose what he wants especially at this point in history where he uh where he certainly in the last four years had a very friendly friendlier relationship with an american president which ironically is tied to nazi uh idealisms if we're gonna throw that out there which is what ties this war a lot closely to home than some people may realize especially as there is um some some looking into the business practices of some politicians american politicians into rushing uh ventures especially as sanctions are going out on that money they're trying to go after the oligarchs that have the billions of dollars to try to put pressure on putin to to stop what he's doing that's the only way in which at this point america is going or nato for that matter is going to be involved and there actually was some news today regarding nato rejecting ukraine's demand for a no-fly zone because in quoting president secretary general hen stoltenberg we are not a part of this conflict and we have a responsibility to ensure it does not escalate beyond ukraine so we've offered to send troops we've offered to send supplies however there is no declaration of war from nato from america in regards to the action switzerland has joined in on sanctioning they're usually a pretty uh what's the neutral country so there are actions being taken however those those actions are thus far financially uh with the the aid of you know foreign powers to assist ukraine but there's there's no personal conflict in there which i think is confusing a few people especially as there's been a little hysteria about nuclear warfare i think that you have to be very careful on the links that you click on today i've had a conversation with my daughter conversations with my daughter regarding what's going on because she's gotten misinformation from the internet so you know talk to your children don't be like you don't have to worry about it (laughs) um or assuage them uh, of their fears but do it in a way that's educational because 
you know, they're the future and we can't help those that are going to have the power to change the future if we just keep them out of the conversation or worse, steer them in in the wrong direction by yourself not necessarily keeping up with what's going on and i know i am not a, a in history or not even history not in a political everyday heavily politic you know i'm not into all that on some massive scale but i do think it's it's good to keep in touch with things that are particularly this year because i've said it once i'll say it a million times this is a a a trend a a historical 10 years i think that we're about to have in which there is going to be a little bit of shift in the world so this is important and it can become more so for the western powers which we are a part of once you know it, it becomes a little bit we'll see where they're basically waiting and see like is this just you wanting ukraine we're gonna try all we can do to stop it if we aren't able or ukraine's unable to defend itself what does that mean for nato going forward that's going to be another type of conversation but there has been demands from putin of nato which they denied of him wanting his pre-soviet union empire back which includes um large nato powers that that are already signed with nato like poland um maybe not poland wait there was a map i looked at uh and if you look at it for pre and i'm probably not gonna be able to bring it up now because of course (laughs) um when i need to remember certain names it's not ringing a bell i can see it but it doesn't have all the countries on it okay so it is germany italy czechoslovakia romania uh bulgaria uh latvia yeah latvia estonia um so yeah he's feeling the western influence surrounding him and that he's trying to stop ukraine from making that possible or even having the choice to make that possible decision even though it was considered an impossibility there was an offer for ukraine to join nato however ukraine decided to strengthen their relationship with russia and thus um not brought this on themselves but explains a little bit it gives a little bit more weight to this idea that putin is dealing with technically things within or or political back and forth within his own you know the regional area because they're not a part of nato and they wanted or chose to strengthen their ties with russia instead there are 1.2 million refugees without homes and there are investigations of human rights violations um and that's where we are right now in the historical scale there was a a lot of murmur about radiation leak i'm like come on guys 
that's not good for anybody <laughs> uh russia isn't being in i mean they're being in he's being bold in this moment but i think that he's taking a calculated risk and not a um a completely uh because a lot of people like to make dictators out to be somehow crazy but they're not crazy they're just immoral <laughs> so uh immoral does not does not mean that you don't have full intentions of your actions and understand the consequences but behind elon musk uh, putin is probably one of the the richest men in the world so despite their military inferiority to nato they do have a they have a play on the chess board so what he's choosing to do here is is kind of test the new regime test the water so to speak um and we we will uh, definitely with the ukrainian people because they should be able to and are fighting for their independence if you know this is not something that they want there was a also a protest in st petersburg and we ain't heard from the russian people since then <laughs> um other than the fact that you know there's a few people online that are saying well of course it's always been russian tv only reports what russian tv wants to report and people are told to mind their labors and don't worry about the government because that's the that's been russia for a very long time though so i don't know why some are acting rather surprised but uh <laughs> no one however is going to back that what the fuck some people just get in front of a uh, uh, a tv and just start talking because senator lindsey graham gonna say just take him out not to the ball game mind you you can't you can't sanction shit like that when you're a political figure in office because that's gonna point to things like the united states went over and assassinated another head of state and it's just not a great idea it's not a good look um we know in history it's escalated that type of misinformation <laughs> or possibly not misinformation has definitely changed the directory but for fuck's sake have some fucking cooth sir have some cooth i know this is inappropriate but to end the whole conversation in regards to ukraine president Zelensky is fine y'all he out there with the people like a viking warrior and i stand hard In other news in the world, France's President Macron or Macron? 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 Is running for a second term as president. Supra the Supreme Court has reinstated the death sentence for Boston Marathon bomber Dzarniev. 
with a six to three vote that the federal courts appeal made the wrong decision by by tossing out the death penalty i guess that's a win for someone people who just want vengeance and people who want justice can sometimes be on a slippery slope of a line sherry papini is being charged for faking her own kidnapping five years ago garnering media attention as the world searched for two hispanic women who supposedly did the deed why can't they come up with caucasian people that took you why has it always got to be someone of color turns out she made the whole damn thing up having stayed with her ex-boyfriend at the time of her kidnapping another one i swear to god i swear to god you stupid bitch finally president biden has nominated the first female black supreme justice nominee katanji brown jackson to the u.s supreme court some people are pointing out the fact that he blocked a nominee previously a black female under the bush administration i don't know why because it's not like people can change that is like this thing that happens in life guys you realize you're not the same person you were 10 years ago and that you as an individual should be a consistently changing and hopefully for the better type of person you're always a work in progress i don't give a shit he did it now when he had the power to do it as a president and not someone on the sideline with an opinion tucker carlson go ask i got questions because i ain't seen her l stats what the l stats look like nigga you went to trinity college shut the fuck up you're a fucking cunt shut the fuck up you're a stupid cunt suck my dick i love all these c students asking for fuck you a goddamn reporter ain't you supposed to be why don't you just google that shit you got resources if you really need to know uh how does this man still only fox news would continue (laughs) to keep c minus people around just a whole fucking f student um let's talk about some gossip by the way i am not trashing college community colleges at all uh, that's not to say that you cannot have a high iq and go to a trinity college but this woman went to harvard law school and graduated there so i don't know how you think people just skip on by their education in such a prestigious school to ask something that damn stupid and you gotta be stupid to ask the question mila kunis and ashton kutcher pledged three million dollars to help ukraine and i hope the money is better handled and we see some progress uh, more so than all the fucking billions of dollars that have been raised for haiti 
and people are still to this day from a hurricane years ago uh are, are living in shelters batman premieres in theaters today starring zoe kravitz and robert patterson typically i stand it hard as a couple and as a a statement in in the superhero genre however i have long long since wanted to have an inclination to see any type of dc movie in the theater so my shit my ass gonna wait my shit my ass (laughs) one comes out of the other is gonna wait the 30 days till it gets on hbl max because i'm not about to go see that lisa bonet and jason momoa are giving their marriage another shot while kanye west celebrates his divorce from kim kardashian by making a music video of pete davidson being murdered i'm michael jordan stop it get some help seriously i know he's bipolar but that is no excuse for his absolute tyranny he's doing the absolute tyranny he's doing right now he got kids and his new girl looked just like his ex-wife this should be leading to horrifying consequences i don't think the media should be reporting on it in any type of fashion that exploits it in some type of manner that isn't this man is not okay someone needs to intervene before things get out of control and that's it for gossip so let's go to some random chatter here's 10 facts that you never knew number one white chocolate isn't actually chocolate at all and i feel so vindicated so vindicated because i never liked it it's like what is this shit doesn't feel right number two nutmeg can be a hallucinogenic if consumed in large quantities I feel like I want to put that theory to test on my bucket list when I'm like retired. (laughs) And now if I ever see someone with more than two things of nutmeg, I'm like, what you doing? Number three, earwax is technically a form of sweat. Gross. Number four, you're taller in the morning than at night. As we go through the day, the cartilage in our knees and spine slowly compress or slowly compresses causing us to shrink a little when we sleep at night the cartilage has a chance to rest and goes back to its normal size on our on average we are about one centimeter taller in the morning than we are at night that's uh weird number five human teeth are the only part of the body that cannot heal themselves teeth are coated in enamel which is not a living tissue because our tissues are constantly repairing number six ancient romans used to drop a piece of toast into their wine for good health hence why we raise a toast number seven i learned this in a video i watched this week high heels were invented for men they were a high fashion statement across the globe 
getting more and more elaborate to impress each other <laughs> and they say women invented fashion number eight more people are killed by vending machines than sharks i want to know what the hell you're doing do you really need to get that piece that's stuck nah just let it go clearly it could be your life number nine venus is the only planet to spin clockwise it travels around the sun once every 225 earth days but it rotates clockwise once every 243 days and number 10 ketchup was once sold as medicine the condiment was prescribed and sold to people suffering with indigestion back in 19 or 1834 it definitely is less harmless than arsenic cocaine and the other mini drugs that we just casually handed out for rather minor ailments let's talk a little history i am bringing us back to the kingdom of africa and we are going to talk about one of its powers called axum also known as axum i am probably going to screw up pronunciations but uh that's what happens when you're not taught multilingual <laughs> so here we go the african kingdom of axum was located on the northern edge of the highland zone of the red sea coast just above the horn of africa it was founded in the first century ce flourished from the third to sixth century ce and then survived as a much smaller political entity into the 8th century CE. The name Axum or Axum, Axum, as it is sometimes referred to, may derive from a combination of two words from local languages the Agu word for water and the Gies or Gies word for official Shum. The water reference is probably due to the presence of large ancient rock cisterns in the cisterns in the area of the capital of Axum. Do y'all hear my phone beep? I swear to God, the thing is all the way across the room, and I'm like, how am I hearing it so clearly? Axum began to prosper from the first century CE thanks to its rich agricultural lands, dependable summer moon soon moonsun rains, and control of regional trade. This trade network included links with Egypt to the north and to the east along the East African coast and the sovereign Arabia. They also had diplomatic ties with the Byzantine Empire and the African Roman Empire. In the mid 4th century CE, Nubia, formerly known as Kush and located in modern Sudan, with its capital of Moro, which we covered in our uh, last podcasts in this particular format attack axum from the north or vice versa perhaps because of a dispute over control of the region's ivory trade the axum king Enzana the first responded with a large force sacking moro once mighty nubia already in serious decline and weakened by overpopulation overgrazing and deforestation was soon toppled and broke up into three separate states faras Dangola and Soba. This collapse left the way clear for Axum to dominate the region. 
in the mid 4th century ce the king of axum anzana the first officially also adopted christianity prior to that the people of axum had practiced an indigenous polytheistic religion which is worshiping more than one god kind of like other northern religions of the time who hadn't been christianized paganism for example the territory of the kingdom of axum would eventually develop into the medieval kingdom of abyssinia with the founding of the solomonid dynasty ce 1270 ce or c i said that wrong just 1270 ce whose kingdoms claim direct descent from the biblical king solomon and queen sheba the queen of sheba and the king of solomon are important figures in ethiopian heritage traditional accounts describe their first meeting when sheba queen of axum went to jerusalem and their son menelik the first formed the solomonic dynasty from which the rulers of ethiopia up to the 1970s are said to be descended it has also been claimed that axum is home of the biblical ark of the covenant in which lies the tablets of law upon which the ten commandments are inscribed menelik is believed to have taken it on a visit to jerusalem to see his father it is supposed to reside still in the church of saint mary in axum though no one is allowed to set eyes on it replicas of the ark called tabos are housed in all ethiopian churches and are carried in procession procession on special days the society has a hierarchical uh or was hierarchical with a king at the top then nobles and the general population below this hierarchy can be discerned by the buildings that have been found and the wealth of the goods found in them although axum had writing very little has been found out about society from inscriptions i believe their writing was influenced by greek and was called gs that's just what i picked up from another history documentary i watched on this it can be assumed the priests were important and probably traders too because of the money they would have made most of the poor were probably craftsmen craftsmen or farmers in some descriptions the ruler is described as king of kings which might suggest that there were other junior kings in outlying parts of the empire which the axumites gradually took over there's evidence of at least 10 to 20 small towns in the kingdom which suggests it was an urban society wealth was so great in the trade center that axum even developed its own system of coins they show signs of influence by roman coins and bear inscriptions or bear inscriptions in greek as well as the crescent and disc of oh my sabinaxum minting its own money including fine coins of gold allowed axum to climb higher up the chain of popular and affluent trading ports greek influence was not only seen on money but in the axumite system of writing greek numerals and alphabet style with bars above and below letters were directly adopted into oh here it is g is 
and continued to this day axum was a visually beautiful city with large stone buildings and towers called stele which reached 33 meters at their highest their purpose is a mystery although some historians put them as being used to mark the tombs of rulers stele are thought to date from about 300 a.d daily life was also fun for children a game called the cat and the rat was played a simple game for young axamites to play as they grew older into in the wealthy city i couldn't find a lot of information on the personal life of uh, the personal lives of the axamites it's just not a lot to find unfortunately it's only inference because a lot of their writing was not preserved and thus we're and, and it's still being discovered right because we haven't put as much effort into deciphering african culture as long as we've been colonizing it so it still is an ongoing learning experience eventually the islamic empire took control of the red sea and most of the nile pushing axum into economic isolation as international profits from the exchange network it had developed over centuries decline axum lost its ability to control its own raw material sources and that network collapsed the pressure of maintaining a large population and a high level of regional food production had to be intensified the result was a wave of soil erosion that began on a local scale uh, in 650 and attained catastrophic proportions after 700 a.d the Aksumite Empire ended with the last king, Dinalo Old, or Ad Dinalo, Dinalo Yeah, stop trying, Christina. Who was defeated by his former general, Mara Takla Hamnat, who founded the Aga Sawe dynasty. I believe Ethiopia was one of the few kingdoms that could not be colonized when all the Europeans went for the the raping of Africa. So there's that as well. And there's a little history for you. I think uh, next time I'm doing the the because there's a lot of I don't think people realize how many African um african communities there really were or not communities nations empires whatever you want to call it dynasties um but there were quite a lot and i I believe the one i wanted to do was the mali empire that's the one i wanted to do um there are others these are the empires um oxen wouldn't be considered an empire as much as a uh dynasty i don't know there is a difference between them and i'm not clearly sure what that is to be able to put into words right now so i'm not gonna try uh (laughs) to me they're all like the kingdom of axum yeah i think they are an african empire uh up there with mali songhai kush benin and mutapa but I think they're not in the the top five. I think that's what it is. So we'll do the Mali Empire next. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com. You can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.